Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. Well, that was fun. It is a final from Chicago, and the results are certainly not good as the Brewers fall in game one of this three-game weekend set. Uh, down there in Chicago to those guys. Welcome, everybody. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Tim Allen, Evan Heffelfinger, and Rami is, is, is hanging out a little bit. Uh, Brett Anderson leaves after a third of an inning. His line, three hits uh, over the one-third and three runs given up. Josh Lindblom has uh, got a fall on the sword here, uh, in, in a manner of speaking. You had to have it from Lindblom, but, man, that was bad. Whoa, that was bad. <laughs> I mean, what, three and two-thirds of eight-run ball? That's all. That's it. Uh, I Need I remind you that the uh, this is the third series between these two clubs, and the Brewers have lost um, the first game in each of those series thus far but yet come back in, in the first series to win it, second, same thing, and, and we'll see what happens with this uh, third series here. But uh, some uh, minor concerns here, as the Brewers do uh, make a uh, roster move today, uh, activating Colton Wong, and uh, so that was good, and, and Colton had a good, good game today. But with a potential injury to Brett Anderson, with the innings uh, by Drew Rasmussen, by an Angel Perdomo, by an Eric Yardley, is there another uh, ensuing move that will, will happen here over the weekend just to bring up a, a fresh arm? Maybe. You never know what's going on. Knee discomfort for Brett Anderson as uh, we'll await the official word by Craig Council here uh, in just a couple of minutes, so stick around for that. But the Brewers, yeah, they, they, get, uh, they get it handed to them today and get it all out of the way. I mean, they, they've outscored, uh, the, the Cubs did, they out, they've outscored in this one game what they had in the, in the first six games total against Milwaukee Brewers pitching. And, you know, you, you would have liked the uh, starting rotation to line up just a little bit different. I didn't, you know, if you're going to go at the Chicago Cubs, Brett Anderson wouldn't be game one. And I get you don't want to rearrange things too much, but 
maybe I would have thought about Peralta with the off days that they, they've been having. You could have lined it up a little bit different, but Brett was good his last time out. This is the type of game, guys, that you can handle losing once in a while. It's fine. It was over after uh, essentially uh, an inning plus. Uh, but, the, you know, what comes to mind is last Sunday against the Pittsburgh Pirates, those are the types of games that that are tougher, to me at least, as uh, the Brewers fall 15-2 the final. Well, maybe a good thing in this one, Colton Wong back, a three-hit game including a home run. Maybe the fact that the bullpen kind of filled the void a little bit, including Daniel Robertson, a scoreless inning in this game. But I would suspect that there just, just might be uh, a roster move uh, by the time first pitch is thrown tomorrow at uh, at one twenty for game two. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Now, um, not to be super negative about it, and again, we'll hear from a, a player or two and also uh, Craig Council in just a second, but you know, the Brewers just came off a sweep of the San Diego Padres, but when you start dialing in some of the numbers, that was all about pitching. It really was. Opportunistic hitting for sure, but that was about pitching. When you have guys like uh, Avi Garcia going 0 for 11 with nine strikeouts in that series, when you have Travis Shaw going 1 for 9 in that series, Jackie Bradley Jr., essentially the same thing, that's tough. That's a little concerning here. The bullpen in general has been, you know, they had a great series in in, uh, San Diego for sure. But just overall, their numbers are starting to pick up a little bit. That may be a concern to you. The injuries certainly are a concern to a lot of folks. That might be my biggest concern. Maybe the bottom of the rotation, namely uh, Brett Anderson, that might be a concern for you. So there may be some concerns on the horizon here. Brewers 11-8 and eight, uh, after this loss today. And again, they come in first place in the NL Central. They come in doing a whale of a job, uh, considering, you know, they, they – they're trying to find themselves in the bullpen. They're, they've got Yelich and uh, up until today, Wong and Kane out. Yet, despite all that coming into today's game, 11 and 7, I don't know if you could have asked for much more than an additional win or so. <clears throat> the offense, uh, again, the offense may be a concern to you as a whole as well. But 799 1250, you want to get your reaction here. Uh, there's not much to react on the, on the game itself. I mean, let's face it. This was over almost before it got started. As uh, we welcome in Evan Heffelfinger in, into the broadcast. Uh, Evan, this was, this was pretty much over as you were doing the Rami show. Pretty much over from the start. You, you blink and it was 6 nothing. Sorry, say that again to me? You, you, are you... Tuned into the show, you might want to put on 12.50 a.m. That's, <laughs> that's where you can find the show, Evan. No, but it was over uh, in the blink of an eye uh, early in this game. And, and, you know, it's unfortunate, but sometimes a game like this is going to get away from you. And, I, again, we'll take a 15-2 loss once in a while, but it, it does two things. It, um, you know, it's a loss for sure. But it also inflates some numbers for some guys. And that part of it, I think, does matter. I think these guys do look at numbers a little bit. Josh Lindblom is his I'm, – I'm, I'm even afraid to look at his uh, ERA. I mean, <laughs> so we're going to give that a check coming up. We're going to check some of the numbers throughout the show today. 
as uh, the Brewers fall today, game one of this three-game set. Back when this game started, uh, 121 was the first pitch. Colton Wong, welcome back. Second pitch of the game, a base hit right up the middle. Sweet. A couple of pitches later, while Billy McKinney is up, he steals second base. Sweet. He's there at second, nobody out. Strikeout to McKinney. First pitch flare to right by Avi Garcia for the second out. And Shaw strikes out to end that threat. Bottom of the first, and here's where all hell breaks loose in the bottom of the first today. If you missed it, uh, Wilson Contreras in, in, in that leadoff spot, a one-pitch rocket on a hop to uh, Travis Shaw, and he gets thrown out. Okay, big out, right? But double to Bryant. How about a double to Rizzo to play to run? One zip. Baez a base hit to put runners on first and third. One in, one out, uh, two on. One pitch to Bodie, and Brett Anderson comes up lame a little bit. He's got uh, some knee issue there, and he's got to leave the game. And, you know, you're immediately thinking Josh Lindblom, for sure. And he's got all the time in the world to, to, to warm up. Honestly, guys, I, being Chicago, being the, the type of guy I am, nice, friendly, smiley kind of guy, I would have warmed up for about 25 minutes. I'm not kidding you. I would have taken all of that time to warm up. Didn't take quite that long for Lindblom, uh, but it was a knee injury. He's in to take over, and Lindblom gets ahead in the count uh, to his first hitter, Bodie. Smash uh, to the backhanded side of Urias. He goes to second uh, for the force. Nope, he's safe there as the run scores. Uh, no major issues, two in, two on, and and one out. You get a ground ball, you're out of this thing, right, Lindblom? Uh, nope, a walk to Hayward, loads the bases, falls behind Marisnik 3-0, comes back 3-1, and Marisnik a three-run double, five zip at that point, six straight reach, including five hits and a walk to that point. Lindblom falling behind again. And then he gives up another double. Another run scores. It's six, nothing. Six hits, a walk, four doubles in the inning. And uh, finally gets the final out. Contreras made two outs in that uh, first inning. Wow, it's six zip after uh, one inning of play. Three hits, three runs, one-third of an inning the line for Brett Anderson. One, two, three for the crew in the second inning. Keston, a line drive to center, and both Bradley Jr. and Pena fly out to center. And then things really get out of hand in the bottom of the second inning. After one out, homer to Rizzo, seven zip. Homer to Baez, eight zip. A walk, a triple makes it nine zip. A ground ball to the right side makes it ten to nothing in the second inning, and this thing was over at that point. It's 10 to nothing, and it was just all uh, no no Brewers offense there. Colton Wong comes up with a base hit in the third inning, uh, one-out base hit, no runs for the Cubs in that third. Lindblom gets through it. Uh, Tyrone Taylor hit by a pitch in the fourth inning. He's aboard, one out later. Bad luck for Keston, a rocket uh, Baez makes a great play for a double play. That's that's tough sledding for Keston here. A time to end the misery. Maybe wave the white flag in this one. 
Uh, it gets worse. A solo home run given up by Lindblom in the bottom of that fourth inning, 11 nothing into the fifth inning. Bradley Jr., base hit in the fifth inning, no runs into the bottom half. Rasmussen now picks up where uh, Lindblom leaves off. Uh, he gives up a couple of base runners, a hit and a walk, but no runs. 11 zip into the sixth inning, and the Brewers finally break through in the sixth, hitting the pay window after Rasmussen strikes out to lead off the inning. Just off the IL, he's two for two to that point. Welcome back, Colton Wong. Travel together on the trains, right? Here's Wong deep into right center field, and it is gone. Welcome back, Colton Wong. Three for three. Lost his helmet on that hack. Hit the ball, and then he hit his helmet. And a home run for Wong. On a three-hit day in his return from an oblique injury. Next batter is Billy McKinney. And, uh, well, he can have a little bit of fun. He's been hot lately. Had a nice series in San Diego. He does what Colton Wong did. Now you're stuck with me. McKinney sends one deep to center. That ball's got a chance. And it is gone. Billy McKinney with his third home run of the season. All coming on this road trip, and the Brewers have two on the board. 11-2 in that sixth inning. Angel Perdomo summoned from the pen. I'd be nervous if I were him. Uh, Perdomo gets in on the fun. I say that in quotation marks. Uh, Hit batter. um, He gives up, well, I I don't even want to go through. He gives up four runs in the inning. (laughs) <laughs> including a home run to Contreras. It's now 15 to 2 uh and uh, it's just it's just all Cubs uh, from from right there and that was your final Daniel Robertson after Eric Yardley uh pitches in this ball game Robertson the position player pitches a scoreless frame and there's your final 15-2-799-1250. Now again the Brewers 11 and 8 after this loss. However, I mean and, and again, first we'll point to the Chicago Cubs. Make no mistake about it, there's a lot of talent on that team, and I, I would not count them out. I've been uh, talking to a lot of Cub fans the last couple of weeks, and they've, they've given up on their team is what they've done. And I said, wait a minute, guys, that kind of talent, you don't just shut off like that. This is a long season. You just wait this thing out. You're seeing the Cubs get hot a little bit. Uh, they're on a, you know, five of la- their last six they have won. So let's be careful with the Chicago Cubs here. This is a big series for the Brewers. They need to bear down uh, tomorrow. However, with the Brewers, what might be the biggest concern that you have here? I've got a couple, and, and I think uh, one may surprise you because it's, it's, not, it's not all smooth sailing for these guys for sure. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. It could be a, a particular player. Could be a Jackie Bradley Jr. It uh, could be a Keston Hira hitting a buck ten. Bradley Jr. two ten. It could be Avi Garcia not really picking it up. I mean, there's been he's been showing some signs this year, um, but you know he hasn't uh, carried the load a little bit. Maybe a concern is after a, a hot start, Travis Shaw might be a little bit of a concern. The depth of this team on the infield might be a little bit of a concern. So you tell me what might be. How about a bullpen arm? Now a starter if Brett Anderson uh, you know, is, is going to miss any 
you know, extended window of time here. And then who's the fifth starter? 799-1250. Take a break and come back. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove on 1250 AM, The Fan and Odyssey Station. The game's over, and Tim Allen is taking your calls now on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. On the fan, dial him up now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250AMTheFan. All right, welcome back. It is a Brewers loss, game one of this three-game set. Tim Allen, and uh, just going over some of these numbers here, where your concern might be. Uh, this is one for me, and, and I'm somewhat surprised by this, and that's the offense as a whole. I, I really believed, and, and still to, do to a degree, that these guys are going to be a lot better than what they're showing now. It is a much longer season. So you get off to a slower start in a 60-gamer. Last year, you had uh, the luxury of time to kind of bounce back a little bit. Um, you know, uh, this year, you do. Last year, you didn't. You, you started slow. You, it just, you pressed, and, and then it was a mess. This year, you've got a little time. So I'm assuming that at least some of these guys are going to pick things up by the, by the time you hit midseason where you get into, you know, a couple two, three hundred uh, ABs or plate appearances. So uh, that is a little bit of a concern early on. This offense is surprising somewhat, guys, that they are 11 and 8, but I'm celebrating that fact for sure. They're 11 and 8. Uh, they're taking series left and right. Now, it's a huge game tomorrow. Don't get me wrong. It, it puts, uh, puts you in an opportunity uh, to take the series. But the offense for me is, is one of my concerns. And, uh, again, it, early on here through the 20-odd games or so, it, it seems like some of these numbers are the same. For example, strikeouts seems like it's the same as last year. That part of it is, is a concern. Put the bat on the ball. I understand pitching is getting a lot better in the last few years. Put a bat to a baseball and see what happens on a regular basis, consistent basis. Let's get this thing in play. Now, I don't mind someone swinging for, for the fences when it's um, a blow-away game. <laughs> you know, I, don't, I really don't. Uh, if Colton Wong and McKinney today were just trying to launch, fine. I, I get it. But with two on and one out, two on, nobody out, you're on the road somewhere in a big game, and you're, you're sitting there leaning back and trying to launch angle this thing? I don't buy that. I, I just don't, I, I don't agree with that. For example, here we go. Um, uh, Keston Hira, he's hitting a buck 11. Travis Shaw is hitting all of a sudden 227. How is that not concerning? I mean, he was off to a torrid start. One for nine in the San Diego series. Avi Garcia hitting 219. Uh, Urias at a buck 59. I mean, these numbers are ridiculous. Jackie Bradley Jr., 217. Colton Wong, even after three hits today, 217. Daniel Robertson is hitting 111, and he still has a roster spot. Jace Peterson added to the uh, IL today, 
208. I mean, these these numbers are are kind of are, are kind of crazy. And again, I remember doing this late last year that this is I don't know how you correct this stuff, but it's not going going to equate uh, to to a ton of winning baseball games when the pitchers let up a little bit when they do because they will a little bit there'll be a little bit of a drop off with the starting rotation. Come on, uh, coming into today, one point nine zero ERA for the starters. Guys, that's not going to hold right there. So what's going to have to happen? You're going to have to pick up the slack offensive, uh, offensively. All right, as a team, team batting average coming into today was 209. That's 209. You're, you're near the Mendoza line here. Now, again, you know, maybe call it old school. But when they say, hey, 239, that's not such a bad batting average. As long as you're, you're knocking 23 homers out, um, you know, knocking in uh, 61 RBIs, you'll be all right. That's fine. We can accept that. I don't buy it. I don't buy it, guys. You can't hit 250. I'll take that argument if you're hitting 250 and hitting 22 homers, knocking in 61. But <laughs> Not uh, 185 or not 211. I mean, it's crazy. So 209 coming in as a team today. They have the uh, lowest OPS in the National League at 660 coming into today's game. On base plus slugging. The most strikeouts in the National League again. Nothing has changed so far. Their strikeout rate is one of every three at-bats you get a strikeout for this baseball team. Every three batters that come to the plate, one of them on average is striking out. At the, those numbers are probably my biggest concern. No, I, I think they would be. Evan, what is your biggest concern here with, with this team? Now, again, they're 11-8. and eight. Don't get me wrong. We're... We're still doing good. They're not playing great baseball here, but yet they're still eleven and eight. It has to be the offense. I mean, the fact that they are eleven and eight right now is one a miracle, and two a testament to just how hard this starting pitching is carrying this team right now. They have no business being eleven and eight right now. They lead the National League, or not the National League, the entire major leagues after today's game in strikeouts. Uh, today they hit. I think it was seven hits in 32 at-bats, which is the equivalent to a 217 batting average, and their mm-hmm. average went up. That is unacceptable. The fact that this team that has so many good players, and of course they've, they're dealing a lot of injuries, we understand that, but it's unacceptable that one out of three at-bats is a strikeout in today's game. That's it is, crazy. It is unacceptable to, to be that... I, I, I just it's it has to be the offense. It's, I, it's frustrating. It is. <laughs> it's hard to find the words for how awful <laughs> this offense has been because they're not hitting home runs. They're not driving in runs. They're not getting extra base hits. Pretty much all the hits that they're getting are singles, and then they're leaving them on second. There's nothing that has been productive about this offense outside of Billy McKinney and Omar Narvaez. A little clutch in them. There, there is a little clutch in them. That's though. true. I mean, they they have been good at coming back in games, but yes, yeah. So we'll, I mean, we'll take that. But two seventeen after today's game. 
or today's game, and then your average is going to go up. They came in 209. Yeah, they're hitting so. 210 as a team yeah, right now. So it'll go up just a tick. Guys, I, that is concerning. Now, I will say this, that I can't heap 100% of, of the biggest concern on the offense because of the injuries, and here's why. Hitting sometimes is contagious uh, in, in that if you pop Colton Wong, Christian Yelich, and Lorenzo, Lorenzo Kane back into this lineup, um, you know, uh, other pitchers have to worry about those guys, and then you surround, you know, Avi Garcia's and Omar Narvaez and JBJ's around some of these guys. It, it, it's going to help them a little bit. It is. You know, not just the fact that you insert Yelich. Uh, back into the uh, back into the lineup, but it's the guys around him that are affected by just Christian Yelich being back in. So it's not a hundred percent, but it's pretty damn close. That it is, it is pretty amazing, Evan. I think you're right. It's somewhat surprising they are eleven and eight, uh, but their offense needs to get it together. I'll, I'll give you my uh, my uh, second biggest concern after the break here, and I do want to hear from Brett Anderson. He did speak after the game. We're going to get to that. We'll get to Craig Council, one that you just want to turn the page and be done with it, and we'll do that, but we still have to, to, to point out that there are some concerns. We'll get to some positives as well uh, coming up in a little while. Uh, despite some shaky uh, outings a little bit in that bullpen at times, their bullpen's just starting to take shape a little bit. That is uh, one of the positives as well. But we're talking about them both here. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. 15-2 Brewers get a beat down by Chicago. We'll be back on 1250 AM, The Fan and Odyssey Station. Did that really just happen? What was he thinking? It's time for the Are You Kidding Me? moment of the game. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post-game show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Pretty crazy that the Brewers are 11-8 and eight once you start deep diving into some of these numbers, but we'll take it for sure. I, um, it's, it's, uh, it's a 15-2 loss today, but again, I will point to the first two series of these two clubs going at it, and the Brewers lost Game one of both of those series. Now make it three series in a row. They've lost game one. And then obviously come back and win the second and third game of each of those uh, series. And uh, until now, we'll see if they can bounce back. Freddie Peralta on the hill. And then back that up with Brandon Woodruff. It is pretty crazy uh, after looking at some of these offensive numbers. And again, you may see some down numbers this year in, in baseball much the same conversation we had last year, and that was, I didn't care. I really didn't care. If the numbers were down across a league, that doesn't make it okay for your own team to have some crazy bad numbers. But they are 11-8, and eight, and that is a mark of a great team. When you are winning baseball games, when you're winning games, any sport, and you're just not clicking on all cylinders, that's the mark of a really, really good team. So I will take that. But they do need to shore up a few things here. We went over some of the offensive numbers. First in the major leagues in strikeouts offensively. Their team batting average is now at 210. Their OPS is horrendous. Thank goodness for starting pitchers. Because to answer that question, how are they 11-8? and eight, That's how. 
Now, the bullpen has, and this one's a tough one to figure out. The bullpen has stepped up in a way, despite some of the numbers that I'm going to read to you here. They have really stepped up in some crucial situations. For example, Fire Eyes in Game 3 in San Diego just a couple of days ago enters a two-run game when the bases are loaded, there's one out, and it's, it's the San Diego Padres, let's face it. And he gets a couple of strikeouts to get out of that thing. Stepping up at the right time for the bullpen. Just holding their own, for, for sure. They are. But listen to some of these numbers out of that bullpen. Josh Lindblom, after this uh, appearance, 1097. 10.97 ERA. Uh, Rasmussen is at 8.59. And these these are part of your bullpen core. Angel Perdomo, 9.82. And I know some of these numbers, and I get it. I, I know how it works here early on in the year. You throw, you know, your next uh, three outings are scoreless, and, and a nine turns into a four and a half. Now, I, I get that. I'm just telling you what the numbers are now with an 11 and 8 mark. Eric Yardley, 563. Now, he is starting to bounce back a little bit. I will say that, and I think he's needed. I do, because not only Eric Yardley's needed, they need another arm, and I've been saying that from day one, opening day. This team needs another arm in that bullpen. Uh, Brent Suter, 309. That's bounce-back performance on uh, on Wednesday in San Diego. Uh, inning in a third, four strikeouts, and scoreless, obviously. Uh, Boxberger, three flat ERA. So he's he's been a godsend. Devin Williams, six thirty-five. It was tough to even get a hit off that dude last year, let alone a run. A little bit of growing pains going on with Devin Williams. And then you have JP Fireisen zeros and Josh Hader zeros. Well, man, this this is part of your you know, outgetters in that bullpen, 1097 ERA, an 8.59, uh, 982, a 563. I mean, these, these, it's <laughs> just crazy how every night this is a playoff game, except today. Today, today was uh, the outlier where you let one get away, and, th- and those are going to happen. But this team is sort of playing almost built to built to play a playoff series because that's what some of these throw the numbers out when you got two on nobody out and it's the seventh inning you go to your bullpen the numbers don't matter at that time save the numbers for a blow away game like today Josh Lindblom you got to take it you're gonna have to take it three plus innings as far as you can go save the ballooning numbers for those types of games but when these guys are playing tight games for whatever reason they're stepping up Two reasons this team is 11 and 8. It's amazing, but there's two reasons starting pitchers and the bullpen stepping up in the right situations. Would you agree with that, Evan? Those two reasons starting pitching and the bullpen at the right time getting big outs. I would agree with that. And I think there has been. To give the offense a little bit of credit, they have had some incredible come-from-behind victories late in the game where we thought the game was over. Um, At least one. Doing enough. And, and, and 
we need to credit the pitching staff for buying those innings. They didn't buy him any today. You know, I've, that's been my new theme. You, 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 you're, you're going to the pay, baseball pay window and you're saying, yeah, we're not going to score like right away, but can we, can we put a reserve in on, give us four innings, give us five innings to get something going offensively. Yeah, I'll buy that ticket. That's what they've been doing offensively. And hats off to that pitching staff for, for getting those innings, spanning those innings to allow time for the Brewers offense to get whatever they can get. Go out there and get what you can get. Positives, Billy McKinney, obviously. We're starting to see some depth uh, come to the forefront. Uh, Colton Wong coming back today. That's a little bit of a positive. Um, Keston Hira might need to get going here in the next month or so. People have asked me, how long do you stick with Keston Hira? And I say it's still at least another month. You got to go another month with him. Uh, Travis Shaw off to a good start. And then the final offensive positive, which might be the biggest of which, is Omar Narvaez. Now, I'm not a big fan of Omar sitting the bench here at all right now. When you have a, a, a an offensive problem, a strikeout problem, and you've got a, a park that plays well for Omar, for a guy that's getting the ball in play and just barreling. So... There's some good and there's some bad here. Still trying to figure out the Brewers here at 2021 championship season. We'll take a break, come back, and we'll hear from Brett Anderson just how bad was the knee and uh, also Craig Council on the way. Brewers uh, take it on the chin today, 15-2 against the Cubs. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove after a 15-2 loss. We'll be right back on 1250 AM The Fan and Odyssey Station. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. Yeah, welcome back, guys. If you want to jump in here, 799-1250. Some some good and some not so good about the Brewers here uh, through the 11 and 8 mark. Uh, They fall big time uh, to Chicago today. And, you know, you think in the first inning when you see Contreras leading off that that's one of the bigger outs of the game. No, they got him out. Actually, in the first inning, they got him out twice. That's never a good thing. (laughs) So uh, Brett Anderson left after a third of an inning, and he allows three hits and three runs, leaves to a knee injury, and we'll find out from Brett Anderson uh, what that exactly is in just a second here. Hear from Craig Council in a couple couple of different ways. Uh, Nationally, uh, the other day on this show, I was talking about how um, I'm going to listen and and watch – uh, some of the national shows, the um, you know ESPNs, MLB networks, and, and find out if the Brewers are getting some national love here, especially off after the uh, sweep of the San Diego Padres, because they're the they're the premier one of the premier teams in all of the National League, and everybody's eyes are on the San Diego Padres. So I watched uh, Wednesday night can't find after a huge sweep over those Padres to go to an 11 and seven mark, a wicked starting rotation 
and a monster one-two punch in Woody and Burns. Nothing. Not much at all. Figured, uh, I'll just wait a little while. I watched uh, uh, MLB's uh, Quick Pitch. They had them so far down in the menu, they didn't even mention the sweep over the Padres in their open billboard of the show. You talk about West Coast bias, East Coast bias, that surely was shining. I I do want to get a little bit of a national perspective on uh, um, high heat. And, and Russo and Rizzo interviewing Craig Council. I want to I hear what kind of love nationally uh, Craig is getting. We'll do that later on in the show here. But first, we'll go inside the clubhouse here. Uh, Brett Anderson, a little concern here. Let's find out. Here's what he had to say. Hey, hey Brett, could you just tell us what happened? All we heard is that you had some knee discomfort. No, it's more so um, lower hamstring. Um, went to try to stretch it out a little bit and then Next pitch, it kind of grabbed on me. And so uh, I think we're going to get some imaging done and kind of see what's going on there. But, uh, yeah, nothing nothing was an issue up until that point. And then I had the one pitch and it grabbed on me pretty good. And I said, go see, uh, see what the images say. Brett, how many pitches did you throw after it happened? One. Got to be a terrible feeling uh, on day one of 17 in a row when when you know what's ahead for everybody on the staff. Yeah, I mean, I feel you know terrible just to put our team in a position like that. The deficit early to have Josh coming into that situation. Um, yeah, I mean, you never want to have that happen. But uh, like I said something happened down there, and so hopefully it's nothing too serious. But uh, we'll see what the images say. But uh, yeah, like I said, I mean, you can't feel worse than having to put somebody in that situation and the team in that situation. So. Um, it's unfortunate, but um, we'll see what see what this says. Brett, did you already have that testing or MRI done, or will you go later? Be later. Brett, have you ever had a your you know a hamstring grab on you with your that's your landing leg, right? Have you ever? Yeah. Had no, I've had I've had several upper body. Ailments over the course of my career, nothing lower body. So this is a this is a new adventure for me. Do you, do you feel a little bit for Josh Lindblom? Um, you know, it's always tough coming in like that. And yeah, I mean, it's yeah, I can't feel worse to have a guy come in that situation. The first inning, barely got to the got out of the field and had to go out there and get ready to pitch. And so. Uh, yeah, I mean, you feel terrible, like I said, not only for him, but the team to put us in that position. We've been playing really well, and to come out and have something, you know, happen, it's, uh, it's unfortunate, like I said, on all sides. Brett, what's your experience on games like this for the team? Are they, in a way, easy to forget about when they're this lopsided, or do they linger? Just what's your experience? No, I mean, we can, yeah, we can kind of flush them, I mean, maybe me more so. Other people I'll have to dwell on it a little bit, and you know, depending on what what happens going forward. But uh, the team, yeah, this is so lopsided. You're just flushing one to the next one. Like I said, we've been playing really well, played really well in San Diego, and um, you know, Freddie and Wu have been pitching awesome. So uh, you know, I expect us to have up some more competitive games these next two. I should hope so. <laughs> Be a little more competitive, and they will uh, in the next couple of games for uh, Freddie Peralta and Woody. Uh, on the docket for the rest of the series here. 
Uh, Brett Anderson with the hamstring. Okay, he's going to get some imaging done. And the Brewers, I it wouldn't surprise me, guys. I would stay close to Twitter. I would stay close uh, monitoring the Brewers roster situation because it wouldn't surprise me if a few moves are done. It could be an Angel Perdomo to Josh Lindblom to Brett Anderson or all three of them. Think about that. Just just a whole whirlwind of moves here. Now, who do you say? Uh, that's what that's what you're asking. Who who will it be for? Now, let's keep in mind they did acquire two right-handed pitchers that aren't exactly young dudes. One with uh, some substantial major league experience. The one with just a little cup of coffee, but 26 and 27 year olds. So maybe one of those we get a look at. Uh, here in the pen, because Josh Lindblom, let's take it. Evan, um, Evan, you and I were just talking uh, while Brett was uh, was talking right there. Uh, Josh Lindblom, let's face it, what he did today, he's not going to pitch maybe for the 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 lion's share of a week here. He's going to go probably probably at least five days without at pitching. Least. Yeah, w- at, at least so. Could you come up with maybe a little arm fatigue? You might see that with Josh Lindblom. Brett Anderson, on the other hand, just IL him now. You know one thing. It's a long season. You know a few things. It's a long season. He's not going to go again for at least another five days. This comes at a really rough time, a rough stretch, because the Brewers fired up uh, today 17 Straight days of baseball. They don't have another off day for 17 days. So IL, Anderson immediately. Arm fatigue. This is just me. Arm fatigue for Josh Lindblom. Angel Perdomo is going to start his back and forth affair. And so who do you bring up? That's the big question. Now, the first one that comes to mind for a lot of Brewers fans is Eric Lauer. Do we want that? to happen. <laughs> oh, Evan, Eric Lauer, or the second one, Jordan Zimmerman. Oh man. I, the good news, I, and I just realized this, the Brewers 40 man roster sits at 39. So they wouldn't have to make a corresponding move to add Jordan Zimmerman to the 25 man roster or 26. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I think I might lean towards that just cause it's a Wisconsin native. He wants to be back here. I feel like he's stretched out enough that he could be maybe a like a Brent Suter, like pitch three, four innings, and then you just kind of commit to a bullpen day, stretch him out maybe five as it goes on. I don't trust Eric Lauer. I want that to work out badly, and I know that we're losing a left-handed starter in Brett Anderson, so it might be a good idea to get a lefty in Eric Lauer up, but, man, I don't know if I trust him. So who else is there? Patrick Weigel, who they acquired in the Orlando Arcia deal. Yep. I, I think he would be ready to go, probably more so of a uh, bullpen guy. Now, if you're looking at um, an Ethan Small, I don't believe that this organization is going to start the clock ticking on service time for him uh, until, until mid-May. And he's not even at the alternate training no. site. So you, you'd have to do a whole a whole mess of things there. So so that's going to be out. Aaron Ashby, 
Well, we were told uh, at the tail end of spring that, quote, probably would see him this year. And he's not at the training site either. So you're subjected to the following pitcher. You got the list right there in front of yeah. you, right? Well, and a, a name that I'm looking at, and I forgot that they signed him very recently to a minor league deal, former Diamondbacks starter Zach Godley. Godley, yeah. I didn't even think of him myself, yes. I I'm probably going to see one of... One of the names we're talking about here, if not multiples, coming up over the weekend here. Oh, you can almost guarantee that one Brett Anderson's going to end up on the IL. You can also maybe guess that Lindblom's either going to get sent down, or if he can't get sent down, he'll end up on the IL with yeah mm-hmm. shoulder fatigue. Yeah, it'll be some some form. Well, they need to do this to have the arsenal ready to go. I mean, they're in a stretch here. Like I said, seventeen consecutive games. Or days uh, they're going to be playing baseball. That's a huge. I mean, they're they're one short start away from really going into a little bit of a panic mode here, with regards to fresh arms. I mean, it almost looked like they went into panic mode today. Well, heaven forbid it happens once uh, again tomorrow. It is Freddie Peralta. There's going to be some growing pains with him. We're well aware of that. It's his. I, mean, I think it's his second start against the Cubs too. So they might get a little bit tipped off on his pitches. We can't assume that these guys are going to average what they've been doing, five, six-plus innings of work, every time out for this rotation. If you bunch a couple of these short starts together, they're in trouble with with some some arms out there. You're going to have to get some fresh arms over the weekend, and that's that's just what's going to have to happen. Again, even if Freddie gets into trouble, maybe he gives up two, three runs, it's the fourth inning, say it's four and a third, say it's the fifth inning. Now, you've got to fill that out, and I think you're okay for a game. You've got Devin Williams on the rebound here. You've got Josh Hader. Hell, they may be forced to go to Josh Hader for more than just one inning, just out of necessity here, if it happens. I think one of the guys, like a Rasmussen or a Perdomo, may have to be involved here with a flurry of moves. Now, let's now the finally before we get to a break. Finally, there is the Christian Yelich effect here. And he did some baseball activities today. Not tomorrow, but maybe Sunday they make that activation, yet another roster move. And at that point it's a, a position player, you would assume maybe a um a Tyrone Taylor. So we'll we'll find out. Uh, man, Ross, a flurry of roster moves could be. I'm, I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying it could happen over the weekend here. And you might see a Jordan Zimmerman. You could see a Patrick Weigel. Uh, you could see a, a number of different guys uh, that are inserted into the mix here. Eric Lauer, uh, just out of necessity alone. So we'll, we'll monitor that for you. We'll get to Craig Council coming up. Uh, his comments after this loss, and also Craig Council coming up from a national perspective, see what kind of love uh, Craig and the Brewers are getting from MLB Network. That's all coming up. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove on 1250 AM, The Fan and Odyssey Station. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. On the fan. 
Right, welcome back. It is a Brewers loss here in game one of a three-game set into uh, Chicago. Now it sets up a huge matchup uh, tomorrow, obviously, and Brewers have done a nice job against Chicago in the prior two series, obviously, winning both of them. And uh, However, losing game one in each of those series, so now make it three in a row, and, and the Cubs starting to hit the baseball. Uh, they, they really are. And uh, you're going to have to have a, a pretty good performance to uh, cool down the Cubs' bats here. Uh, you get those names together, guys, and, and we've been sort of talking about that. Just that offense lays in the weeds a little bit, and they, they will go on a, a hot stretch. Now, I was talking with, uh, with Sparky earlier today that some of the things are dropping right for the Brewers here this year. They really are. Uh, in other words, we talked about it last hour, and that is – now, the fact that this offensive numbers are, are horrible, but yet they're still 11-8. and eight. Uh, The bullpen, some of those ERAs are quite lofty, yet they're still 11-8. and eight. Yelich Kane and, and Colton Wong onto the IL, yet they're still 11-8. and eight. They don't face the Cincinnati Reds, who that offense can cool down a pitching staff in a big hurry. They're facing the Cubs. And finally, a thing that has dropped right, they're facing the Cubs – when they, they were not hitting the baseball up until now. Special things, special season is what it all equates to at times. Sometimes you got to get a little lucky, and timing is, is a big thing. Now, you know the one thing that has been uh, really biting the Brewers here this year has been the injury bug, and it really hadn't the last couple of seasons when you think about it. N- nothing major, I think. You know, obviously the big one in, in uh, the stretch in 19 was Christian Yelich with the knee. But, I mean, in, in terms of an injury-riddled season, they haven't really had one in a few years. And now maybe they're all lumped into this one, at least from the early go here. That's, that's, just, that's just tough. they got to get healthier, and uh, it doesn't look good for Brett Anderson. Let's hear from Craig Council after the game one loss. Craig, does this look like an IL situation for Anderson? Uh, he's going to go for an MRI. So, you know, that's um, – we'll, we'll wait to get to the results from that. But, um, yeah, I mean, for a starting pitcher and an MRI, that's, you know, and, and if it's one start, you know, that's the best-case scenario. So, we'll, we'll get the results, I guess, is the best thing to say. He's doing it quick, like this afternoon, so we should have the results tonight. Craig, how do you feel like you got through it, all things considered, with the pitching you had to use? And Yeah, I, I thought we got through it pretty good. I mean, I know it wasn't a good day for Josh, uh, but uh, he did get us to the fifth inning. Um, and so, we, you know, we had three one-inning stints from there, and Dan D-Rob did a nice job. So, from that perspective, um, you know, I, the last thing I wanted was to get us kind of behind the eight ball, you know, first day of the stretch here. And, and I think, uh, you know, Josh threw 80 pitches and kind of sucked it up and, and helped us out. And then uh, Yards and, uh, and Drew Rasmussen had quick innings, so they're, they're good to go tomorrow. So we're, we're in pretty good shape. Fred just said that, you know, you can't really feel worse than what he does to put, you know, Josh in that position and the team in that position so early. But I mean, do you kind of feel for Josh? And, you know, obviously that's his job, but to be yeah. thrown in that spot so early? Yeah, I mean, I think, look, any time that 
you know, you lose your starter in the first inning, it, it's going to, it catches anybody. It's going to catch us by surprise. Right. Um, and um, it, it's a tough situation and it's, it doesn't bode well for the rest of the game, obviously. So it, it it's going to put whoever goes out there in a tough spot. Um, you, you, you know, those guys are ready and ready for when the phone rings, certainly, but it's, it's, it's a challenging when it's an injury 10 pitches into the game. So there's nothing you can do about it. Um, it, it happens. It's unfortunate. Um, and, uh, you know, you just, you got to make the best of it. And like I said, it, it, it wasn't a good day for Josh, but he did get, he did do his job as far as getting outs and getting us to the fifth inning. With Avi Garcia, was it just a matter of getting him, getting him some extra innings of rest or was there an injury situation? Yeah, he had a little back tightness. Um, and so kind of precautionary just to, to with the score. And, and so we got him out of there and he got, got a, a bunch of work done. Feeling, feeling pretty good, actually. We'll, we'll wait and see about tomorrow, but I'm, I'm fairly optimistic. Craig, um, Josh hadn't pitched in nine days, but that's the job of a long man. And it actually means that your pitching was doing very well because you never had to pull a starter and your bullpen did a great job. But it's just... The long guy always gets irregular work, right? Yeah, it is, and it's and we're carrying an extra pitcher right now, so it you know that that you know contributes to it. Um, you know, the first ten days we got some kind of regular work for him with some two inning stints about every three or four days, and then just the way the game sequenced, um, uh, you know, this, these last you know eight days that just didn't happen, just wasn't a spot for it, so. Um, you know, that, that, that contributes to it as well, obviously, and, and, and makes it even tougher. Craig, I, I know it was out of hand on the pitching side early, but you guys kept striking the ball hard off Hendricks in those first innings, and nothing to show for that must've made it doubly frustrating. Yeah, it was like, yeah, we just, some of those balls, we just didn't get them in the air quite enough. It was, it was blowing out and we hit some balls hard, just didn't, you know, you had to put the ball in the air the right way today and it was it was probably going to go and we had some of those balls we had hard just just not quite enough so you know just one of those days you, you chalk it up and then and move on nice nice return for colton long two hits and a homer i mean he's obviously ready to play yeah it was, that's a great sign um to come off feeling good it's you, you know we, we didn't do a rehab assignment or anything like that so it's um, great to, to, to show up and, and have some success and feel good about where you're at right away. Craig, has Robertson been your designated position player to pitch if you needed it since Orlando's gone? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I don't, you know, you kind of, there, I have a couple names there and, and, uh, Daniel, he's done it before. So, um, it, uh, and I, he did it very well. Um, so, He's got the nod for now. Craig, Craig, what do you think the odds are that you'll need to do something to protect yourself tomorrow with pitching? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's waiting on Brett. You know, if, there, if, if it's some with Brett, then we'll make a move. Um, you know, I, I don't if, – if Brett's turns out to be, to be really minor, um, I, I think we're equipped to handle the game tomorrow. Um, perfectly fine we got the you know we got Suter rested and and so we're, we're I think we're in good shape um but 
if if Brent's uh, if Brett's going to require an injured list, we'll we'll make a move. Craig, are you able to get that result already by tomorrow, uh, by a day game tomorrow? I I believe we will. Yeah, I believe he's going to get something done tonight. All right, there he is, Craig Council, after the Brewers' loss in Game One of this three-game set, and you heard him. Uh, mainly talking about Brett Anderson and the hamstring, and you know, I, I, I think um, the the limited pitches that he threw, if it is a a mild case, I guess you you couldn't rule out in another five days for him to pitch again. But would you trust that with <clears throat> with with a hamstring? I, I'm not sure. Um, and I, I just with with the limited innings that they want uh, these guys to do from last year to this year, wouldn't it then be an op- opportune moment to maybe give Anderson that rest while you have a shot at this thing right now? Make it through in five days. You, you've got five days to figure out a starter there. You know, maybe it is even a Brent Suter, where you lay off him. He he just mentioned Craig just mentioned that uh, Suter was rested and ready to go. I mean, he pitched on Wednesday, uh, and it was an inning and a third. So if you gave him, you know, maybe a bullpen day, which would be the equivalent of a a bullpen day, maybe a a Sunday, and then another two or three days, he can go back on the mound, start a game, short start as as it would be, but at least it'd, it'd buy you a little time. So if they can get away without using Brent Suter tomorrow, maybe that would be the plan. If Brett Anderson needs to go onto the uh, onto the IL, but I, I just sense that there may be multiple moves here. It's possible. Uh, by the way, those wondering, uh, Josh Lindblom, no options available for him. So, it, you know, if that if that's the case, if they wanted to do something with him, it would have to be the mystery, you know, forearm tightness or uh, arm fatigue shoulder soreness, back soreness is a good one. And finally, that was a surprise to me. When it rains, it pours. Uh, Avi Garcia with a little back issue uh, himself. Craig Council did not seem uh, all that concerned about it. Uh, Speaking of Craig Council, he was on uh, high heat. And uh, if you've never seen uh, Russo in, in, in motion here or have heard him, stick around for that. We'll get to that in just a second here. It's Tim Allen with a message from Hyundai of West Allis. You will be amazed at the extraordinary measures taken to provide the safest environment at Hyundai of West Allis this April, meaning now, 0% for 60 months, plus make no payments for 90 days. A new 2021 Hyundai Sonatas, Tucson, Santa Fe, Elantra, and Kona. Get Hyundai Assurance with America's best warranty. It's 10 years and 100,000 miles. All of this at Hyundai of West Allis on Highway 100 or at HyundaiWestAllis.com, a part of the International Autos Group where our ordinary needs to be extraordinary. And I can tell you this on a personal note. um, Current colleagues, former colleagues and friends, have purchased from Hyundai of West Allis and have had zero problems. Customer service is uh, exceptional. And this comes right from these guys talking to me, just uh, off the record here, off the air. Hey, man, I like Hyundai of West Allis. I'd buy another one. Check them out. If you're in the market, that's Hyundai of West Allis. 
What's on tap for the crew? What pitcher starts the next one? It's time for some forward thinking on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Yeah, welcome back. Yeah, you want to look forward after this one. 15-2, the Brewers fall in game one of this three-game set. Day games over the weekend. 121st pitch tomorrow. Freddie Peralta on the hill. And if there's a time where you need kind of a, a solid start, and, and you can't ask for a six scoreless every time these guys go out there. But if there's a time where you, you want to hold the team in a baseball game, tomorrow's the day. Tomorrow's the day for Freddie Peralta as he takes to the hill for the Brewers in game two. And uh, as, I, as I mentioned the other uh, day earlier in the week, I uh, wanted to just do a little monitoring around the national scene, see if the Brewers uh, have been getting some love. And not that it, it, it really, I'm going to lose sleep over it. I think it, it in some ways would sort of motivate me if I were a member of the team that, you know, they're playing or at least a, a, having a winning record and, and playing obviously decent baseball from the starting pitching perspective um, and, and should be getting some praise and respect. I did see some mentions, but like I said, on quick pitch the other day, it may have been the last game they got to, and it was the one. It was a day game, so they had time to put the production together. That that was the win over the San Diego Padres on Wednesday, in which they swept that team. And these national uh, platforms have been all over the Padres in love with them. So, well, we'll see. But uh, MLB Network, you've been starting to hear some uh, drops of of hey, look out for the Brewers and. Police act's a big part of that, obviously. But Brent Suter was on uh, MLB Network, um, what, yesterday? And that was mainly because he's an environmental uh, scientist, if you will. And that was about Earth Day. But let's uh, hear Craig Council on the national platform with um, Mike Russo of uh, High Heat on MLB Network. Mr. Council, great to have you with us here today. Boy, this starting pitching... I mean, everybody just absolutely superb. Every day you're getting a good start. Boy, baseball is a little easier if you get six good innings by your starters every day. Let's start there. Go ahead. Yeah, no, there's no question it is. And, and our starting pitching has been, been really, really good. And I think Corbin Burns is obviously the guy that it started with. And Brandon Woodruff's kind of right behind that as far as off to great start. So Freddie Peralta's kind of snuck onto the radars guy we thought was going to be have a really big season and, and so far he's delivered so and we've been consistent like you said you get six innings it just it changes so much on a daily basis like with your bullpen they're rested uh you can get them in the right spot so all in all our pitching's been you know outstanding and it's really carried us uh these first couple of weeks and Craig, you need the pitching to be outstanding while some of your key position players are, are dealing with some injuries. You need some other guys to step up. You have the opportunity to get Colton Wong back today dealing with that oblique strain. And then Christian Yelich, of course, your big gun on the IL with a back issue eligible to come off tomorrow. What can you tell me about getting Wong back and, and will Yelich be ready? 
Yeah, well, it's it's great to get Colton back, and he's he's an impact player for us. And even in the first uh, ten days, I think what we saw is just defensively is he just makes a huge impact. It's he's a game changer on defense, and and that's part of us being good in pitching is is our uh, is our run prevention and our defense. So um, we're excited to have him back uh, with Yelly. We're just we're kind of increasing activity every day, and we'll do so today. It's, it's a day game, so we're a little bit later start in the morning, getting everybody going. But um, we'll increase his activity today after a day off, and I think hopefully that gives us some idea of where we're at and, and uh, when uh, when we're thinking about activation. I, I I don't think it'll be tomorrow, um, but we're still hopeful it's relatively soon. Boy, you caught the Padres at the right spot. And, uh, you know, uh, they were coming off that emotional series against uh, L.A. They didn't get a day off in between your series, and there you go. Uh, and you get a break, too. I'm a big believer if you have a big series, get a day off and regroup, then the season continues. You got a nice day off yesterday in Chicago off the day game, so you should not have a letdown against the Cubs this weekend. Give me some thoughts on that, Craig. Let me hear well, I don't. I don't care when you're at in the season. A day off is is great. You know, you could. Everybody's gonna love a day off. I think a baseball season, uh, the days off are are, are nice. We, our schedule has been great in April. We've had a day off a week, and that's helped us with our pitching as much as anything. Is just getting pitchers of some rest. So, um, but it was. Look, it's you, you. You play a nice series like that. Um, you know, you you go hard with your guys for for three days, and so the day off is is definitely beneficial. We we start a big stretch of games starting today, so that's over now. Uh, the the day off a week is over, but um, the baseball season and uh, players, staff, anybody, you enjoy the days off because you just don't get many of them. Craig, we know about Burns. We certainly know about the rest of your pitching staff when it comes to the starters and Woodruff. But there's a guy in your bullpen that we may not know as well, but we're starting to hear the name a lot because of what J.P. Fireisen is doing. I mean, he's come out of the bullpen 10 appearances so far and has given up absolutely nothing. I know that you probably have a special place in your heart for him, another Wisconsin kid playing for the Brewers as you did. What's made him so special? He's been our unsung hero so far. That's, that's that. You're absolutely right. And you know, we traded for him uh, last last two winters ago, coming in from the Yankees, and he got his feet wet last year. And uh, the thing that just he walked into spring training this year with just a ton more confidence. He, he was in great shape, had a great winter, just conditioned training wise, um, and and just a lot more confident. Um, he's 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 better. He's a better pitcher. And he's shown some already, I think, like, um, you know, savvy in the biggest moments for a young pitcher, which is really, really encouraging. And he's just pitching, man. He's, he's got good stuff, um, and he's pitching well, and he, and he wants those big spots. So he's been huge for us. And, and like you said, it's, it's, you know, kind of a name that maybe a lot of people don't recognize, but with the way he's pitching, that's, that, those things will change. Eighth inning the other day in San Diego, a case in point with him. Good job by Alana on that uh, deal because I had forgotten all about him and he's done a heck of a job. Greg, I, how about the offense? Um, you, know, I, you know, you need Yelich, obviously, and he needs to play well. That's obvious. Do you have enough hitting? You know, I, I don't know. I mean, you could use another bat there in the worst way. Can you, you got great pitching and you got a good bullpen and you got a winning culture. I wonder over 162 if you could use another big bat in that lineup. What's your take on that? Let me hear. Yeah, I mean, I don't think any team is is perfect, and, and every team's going to want a little bit more or, or, or something else. But 
we're doing a nice job. Our offense has done a really good job. We're scoring runs, um, and it, guys like Travis Shaw have done a nice job with that. Omar Navais is off to a great start. So, um, you know, I, I think we're, 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 we're a good team, and I think we're going to be a really consistent team, um, and I think that's how we started out the season. What has Travis Shaw meant for you? You're talking about guys, you know, hitting and Mad Dog's asking you if you could use another big bat. I think any manager would say, sure, I'll take another quality uh, hitter. What has Shaw meant to your lineup? Well, we didn't, re we didn't expect Travis to, you know, I think kind of be in the middle of everything from, from day one. Um, but with, with Christian's in injury and, and Colton being injured a little bit, the, the left-handed bat, is, his left-handed presence kind of in the middle of the lineup has been really important. And he's done what he's supposed to do, and that's do a really good job against right-handed pitching. It's drive-in runs in the middle of the lineup. So... He, he's been a big reason why we've scored runs. He's gotten a, a ton of huge hits. He's sitting, hitting a couple of big home runs. Um, and so I, I think our offensive success to start the year is, you know, Travis and, like I said, Omar are kind of two guys at the center, two left-handed guys at the center of it. We've had this weird thing where we're, we're going to start the season facing 21 straight right-handed starters. Um, so having guys like Travis and Omar off to good starts, like, is, is what you need when you're in that stretch. Well, there he is, Craig Council on high heat. It is Chris Russo. Mike Russo is a buddy of mine that <laughs> I meet at the bar and have a couple of beers with. But Chris Russo, Alana Rizzo on high heat. It's a little little feel of the national scene uh, question about uh, J.P. Fireisen. And, you know, really when you think about it, guys, if J.P. Fireisen is for real, that – and now again – this is uh, assuming that Devin Williams will pick it back up and be a force. That bullpen is in good shape, really good shape with those three arms back there, then fill in between the starters and to get to those guys. But we're, we're going to find out a little bit. And Craig's right. They're scoring some runs despite some of these numbers we started the show with that are just pretty bad. I mean, they're just just flat out pretty bad. Now, they need to turn things around tomorrow. Freddie Peralta on the hill. Uh, Al Zale on for the Cubs. What kind of numbers are we looking at, Evan? Well, for Freddie, they are better than we expected, I guess, as a starter. For sure. Uh, not including that first game. Sorry, let me pull up the stats real quick. Freddie, a 2-0 record with a 2-even ERA, mm -hmm. 18 innings, 31 strikeouts. For Adbert Alzale, 0-2 with a 6.1 ERA, 10 innings, 10 strikeouts. Yeah, well, they just got shut down by a 6.9 ERA in Hendricks. So we'll, we'll see. It's always a baseball game. And after the last pitch, you make the switch. We'll be talking Brewers baseball tomorrow at about this time on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. And again, they're going to have to bounce off the mat three series against Chicago early on. The Brewers take the first two series after losing game one in each of those series, make it three in a row as uh, the Brewers lose game one of this series. Let's see if uh, they can they can return uh, to do what they did in the first couple of series here and take uh, games two and three. We'll find out. Uh, for Evan Heffelfinger, my name is Tim Allen. Yeah, a beatdown. Um, this one you just want to just get rid of, turn the page, forget about it, and move on to tomorrow and 
uh, be close to your Twitter account with the fan as um, maybe some roster moves on the way. You guys have a great night, and remember, as always, despite the outcome here, smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back.